fulfill the outline that we were talking about last week, this idea that we are supposed to be teaching one another and helping each other learn life, different life skills, things that will make sure that we live a full and productive life and the best life that we can possibly live. So today we're going to do a little bit of uh, setting the stage for some fundamentals. And so the first person that we're going to talk to uh, is going to be Dad's not here, so you can say whatever you want. Don't say anything bad about me. What's that? He's still in Greenville. He's still in Greenville. It is being recorded for, for, for everyone out there in you know, Cyberland. So he can track it down. If he needs to. So, um, but one of the things I just wanted to start with is just tell us about what your motivation was to learn how to drive, because a lot of a lot of people learn how to drive at different ages. Yes. Uh, but you wanted to, to learn how to drive fairly quickly and fairly young. So what were your motivations to learn that skill? Well, I was like a tiny bit later than some people, because I was like really trying to do well in school, and I just, I'm very like one track mind type thing. So I waited a little bit. But then when I did start, I just really wanted to get it done. I think it just gives you a lot more freedom. And also like, I didn't want to constantly have to be, obviously everywhere that I want
from Briar because we had to like go to this like deserted area and I wasn't the greatest so it took us a little while to do that and then like once we did that it was just kind of trying to find the time and like we drove a lot but often it was like the worst situations for me to be driving and it was like quick stressful trips everywhere and so it ended up being I think I started doing a fair few hours driving uh, back home from work because it was late and it was like there was no one on the roads and so dad did that and then like then once I got better we just mum just we drove everywhere so we used to like I would drive Joe to school and like pick him up and we would just do like whatever you could and then I think Sam did a few trips with me my older brother and then dad did a few so I got like lots of different people's perspectives which was good I think and then I had a driving instructor but not for me just like three or something so that was good too. So that's the next question so did you decide on who specifically you wanted to do the majority of the training? I know you said your dad was gonna get your road work. Yeah, yes. <laughs> and, and we'll talk about the difference in those yeah. people, but um, how did you decide that you wanted to, the, like one person to do the majority? Who did the majority of your Mom training? probably did the majority. I would say it was like maybe like 60, 40, or like 70, 40 type thing between 70, 40, 70, 30, I think I wanted, I wanted, I tried to kind of get a few people because I wanted the different perspectives. Like there was things that Sam, Sam obviously learnt the most recently. Right. And he had been with a driving instructor for like quite a while longer than I did. And so he had some different like tips. And so there were things that like say I got better with dad or with Sam or with mum than I got with the other. So I tried to like spread it out a bit, but it was, I wanted mum to do most of it just because I spent more time with mum, like we were at, like, because mum was working from home and I was like, dad's was working full time type thing, so it was better to do it with mum. And also like mum and I feel like just get along. Well, I mean, I get along with dad fine, but like, you know, in that pressure situation, I think it was easier with mum, so, right. yeah. If it was anything like our household, there was one parent that you gravitated to. Yes, that would probably be mum. Lynn and I did the same kind of thing, but Lynn did a little bit, but I tended to do more of it. Why? Why was that, do you think? I think, like, Dad enjoyed it a little bit more, but he just got a little bit more distracted. Mum was very focused. Like, Dad, I'd hop in the car, and he would have, like, ACDC on, and he'd be, like, so loud. And he'd be like, Dad, like, <laughs> this isn't going to work type thing. Whereas Mum, she'd, like, turn the radio off. She'd be very focused. She'd have, like, the... Um, Rudy American down and she'd be looking at it as well and everything and like so she just she had it all so I think she was just a bit more like focused on it than dad was. Yeah. I'm gonna ask a sensitive I didn't put yeah. this on the question. Who yelled at you more? Mom. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a good part, yeah. probably. Yeah. Not too, nothing embarrassing <laughs> about that. It happens. Um, so share with us how the training went. What were the highs? And the lows, because there's always kind of, uh, when you're learning a new skill, there's always kind of times where you really feel like you have it down, yeah. and then there's times where you like really mess up. Yeah. So what were what was the training like? Share share some of the highs. Well, like when we first started, we were in like an area of Carrington, and it was really, there was like no one there. And so dad, we spent ages there, like two, and I would never drive home. I'd be like, no dad, you can drive home, because that was like a main road. And like I remember the first time I drove home, and like I was so happy. I was like going to like traffic like this. Now I think about that road, it's like so easy, but I was so stressed. So that was really good. But there was definitely some lows. I think I just like, I like to be good at things. And when I'm not good at things, I get very frustrated. <laughs> and there was many times where I would just completely miss things. I like went through stop signs, bad. There was one time where like I was trying to work and I was like at an intersection 
and I was meant to give way to the oncoming traffic and I definitely didn't. I just pulled out right and my mum was like, pull over. And like I had to She's like, I'm driving the rest of the way. So that wasn't ideal, but like it was more highs than lows, I would say. And then obviously at the end when you get it, like that's very satisfying. Yeah. It is such a good I remember when I first moved to Australia, yeah. I went I didn't think I needed driver's instruction. Yeah. I thought I was young, I was 20, 21, yeah. thought I knew everything, yeah. and so I uh, ended up having to go for my driver's test. I didn't study because I'd already been driving since I was 15. Yeah. Didn't think I needed any instruction. So I got Cranky Frankie at Charlestown. I don't know if some of you <laughs> remember Cranky Frankie. He was world-renowned. Oh, Dad has said this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He was world-renowned. I got him. I was so bad, evidently, that he made me pull over during the test oh, yeah. and walk back to the office, and he drove my car back to the office. That's so. That was the worst. That was the worst part. So there are there are good parts and, and bad parts. But how did you feel when you passed the test? I was so happy, and I literally I thought that I had I didn't think I'd failed, but I definitely was like oh, I've made a few mistakes. But the guy was so nice. We were like talking the whole time. He was super relaxed. And then I like didn't get any errors, like deductions. I was so happy. I think Mum was surprised. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, yeah, I was very happy. It was good. So I've done some supervision, not only with Katie, but some other people. And I, I know that when you're doing 120, if you really do all the 120, there's lots of time. Yes. And so I learned a lot about the people that I was training, not just about driving, but yeah. just about other things as well. So apart from learning how to drive, did you learn any other skills or anything uh, uh, you know, about your mom and dad that you didn't yeah. know before? I feel like I learned heaps, like not really specific like characteristics or whatever, but just like story. Obviously, as you said, like spending 120 hours or a chunk of that with someone, like it's a lot of time. And so you talk and like, I just spent much more time, especially like I always spend time with mom and with dad, but like with Sam, even the times that I did that, that was really good. Like we would drive to like grandpa's and go and do that and whatever. And so that was like really nice. But I think, yeah, just learning more about them while you're just sitting there undivided time in a car, driving. And like, yeah, we said like mom and I, we drove with Joe to Queensland and that was really fun. We went and visited mom's parents. Um, and so yeah, like just that time learning, seeing them in a different vibe too and like teaching you, like I don't think like we had had that like dynamic before of like that kind of specific skill learning, so it was kind of fun. But yeah, and also I think I just learned it was a very humbling experience. <laughs> I have to be like had no idea stepping in what I was meant to be doing. So yeah, relying completely on them. So did your relationship somewhat change with your mom and dad through the process? I think a little it? bit. I think I like, just learned to like shut my mouth a little bit more. <laughs>
process. For someone who talks quite a bit, now I'm not saying you're like over talker, but, but that's that's yeah. a that's a big thing, yeah. isn't it? It's kind of like okay, let me just concentrate yeah. and just listen and yeah. focus. Yeah, that's kind of big. That's a big thing. So imagine that you've been asked to kind of supervise and train someone to drive, and you're going to be doing all 120 hours. Uh, what are two or three things that you would make sure? that you do to make sure that they learn that life skill. Yeah, you know? I think like the first thing I would do is start small. I think we did that really well. Like we started and we were in a completely obviously driving is a skill but ultimately you're focusing on multiple things at once and you need to be that's fine. But at the start when you have the luxury of that, I think it's really good to take everything away, just focus on the really simple things and ease into it. Like I know even once I got roadworthy, we would like where we live is really populated there's lots of cars like never parks that thing and so we would go on like drives and we'd come home and i would pull in just to the driveway and then mum would do the park because it was really tricky type thing so just like easing into it um and trying to keep it really simple and i think we did that really well but i know i've been on the other end of training in umpiring i had coaches who would while i was umpiring be yelling things at me and then when i would come off they'd have like 10 things and it's too much to take in sometimes and so now i know when i coach young girls they'll come off and I'll give them like one thing for the next quarter to like work on type things so that they can like really focus on it and then as they get better obviously then they're going to remember that thing as well as the so other start things. simple start that's simple. one thing yeah. what else I think another thing we did well was to consider the other factors that kind of will play into your learning environment that aren't necessarily just the driving part if that makes sense so like say for example that day that I like pulled out in front of that car I was late to work, mom was really tired, I think she'd been like working weeks, and it just wasn't, we weren't, I should have never driven that day, if that makes sense. And I think like, there's times where I would finish work and it would be a late night, so it'd be like, you know, 10 something, by the time I got out, it'd be like 10.30, and I would have school the next day, and dad would say like, maybe you shouldn't drive, type thing. And I think just thinking of the other things that are playing into it, like if you're in a bad mood, maybe it's not the time to learn, if your drop, like if your instructor is in a bad mood or tired, same thing type thing and just like, the whole environment like i said with the music with dad i had to be like turn that off type thing <laughs> focus like yeah just take away all the other distractions and think about the other things that kind of go into that oh, that's good i think those are good uh, good things i hope you're maybe jotting some of these or making mental notes because all of the things that we're talking about here are basic fundamentals of learning any skill um, and so it's really important that you if you're going to start learning and putting new skills into your life, life skills, um, these are things, you know, that are very, very good practical things to, to think about. Starting simple, not making it complicated, uh, making sure that you're not uh, distracted by other things. I mean, and that, that, that goes for anything. If you're if you go to class yeah. and you're trying to learn a skill and you're, you're thinking about a boyfriend or. You're thinking about uh, a job that you got to go to later. That can really affect yeah. how you learn those skills. So those are, that's very some very good uh, um, suggestions there. So overall, from one to ten, ten being the best. Yeah. How do you think uh, you were at learning the skill of driving? I give myself like a solid eight. A solid eight. <laughs> I think I was okay. I definitely got better. Good. Yeah. Good. Okay. We'll give Emily a big. Thank you.
and I had a, a manager who was in his 30s, so I was a little older than him, and every time he tried to teach me something, he yelled at me like I was 12 years old. Guess how much I learned? Very little, because I, I didn't want to be spoken to that way for, for one reason, and the other thing is I didn't want to become that. I didn't want to become that person. I didn't want to become angry, and that's what that scripture is trying to teach us, is that it's important who you choose to listen to, who you choose to teach you those skills. Second Corinthians 6.14, now we often think of this, this scripture, we often think of this scripture when it talks about who we marry, uh, but it's actually uh, a blanket statement. It's not only who we choose to um, spend the rest of our lives with, but it's who we choose to listen to. It says, do not be bound together with unbelievers, for what partnership have righteousness and lawlessness, or what fellowship has with it light with darkness? That's this idea. If you want to learn a skill and you want to do that in a Christian way, uh, it's probably not the best thing to learn that from somebody who doesn't value Christianity and value that way. Does that make sense? Sure, it makes sense. But when we start to try and live that out, it's very difficult sometimes. It's very difficult to live that out. Proverbs 13, uh, or 27, 17 says, Iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. In other words, we learn from each other. Um, just because Emily is a young adult doesn't mean we don't have, we can't learn from her experience. We can't uh, learn from her uh, life experience. We can Iron sharpens iron. We are to learn from one another. Proverbs 13, 20 says, He who walks with wise men will be wise, but the companion of fools will suffer harm. Basically, just telling us again, it's important who we choose to listen to. If we choose to listen to someone wise, someone who's gentle, who's compassionate and kind, guess what? We will begin to learn those attributes. We will become wise. We will become gentle, compassionate, and kind. But if we're listening to the people who don't have those things as a part of their life, guess what? We won't value those things either. So it's really important who you choose to uh, listen to and who you choose to, to teach you those skills. So I think Emily chose very, very well. Um, she gave herself an eight, so that's really good. That's really high on the scale, and you're teachers did really, really well, and you chose to listen to them well. Which brings us to our next fundamental, and that is, how do we listen, and how do we teach? What needs to be a part of our uh, part of ourselves that help us become good learners and good teachers? Um, what one attribute, if I could give you one attribute to how you can be a really good teacher and how you can be a really good learner, it's this attribute here that's found in James 4, 6. It says, but he, gives great, uh, but he gives a greater grace. Therefore, it says, God is opposed to the proud, but he gives grace to the, the humble. So what do you think I think is the best thing as a teacher and as a student to have within your, your heart? Humility. He opposes the, the proud, but he gives grace to the the humble. Humility is one of those attributes that really makes the relationship between teacher and student really work. 
In other words, the student doesn't think that they know it all. They're not proud. And the teacher actually doesn't think they know it all either. I've learned from a lot of teachers who think they know everything. You ever had one of those? Yeah. They're so proud about everything they know, and, and no one can tell them anything. Let me tell you, it is not a pleasure to learn life skills from that type of person. But it is a pleasure to learn from somebody who realizes that there's, there are things that they don't know. And it's really cool when you're learning something from somebody and you ask them something, and it's really cool to hear them say, guess what? I don't know that. Why don't we learn that together? That makes me think that that person is a humble person, somebody who thinks they don't know it all, that they could learn stuff too. Um, that's the kind of relationship that we want. When we learn life skills, we want to learn from somebody who's humble. When we're teaching life skills, we want to teach somebody who's humble. That's why I concentrated on the fact that you said that you didn't say anything, that you, you stopped talking long enough to focus. That's what humility is. That idea of saying, okay, I don't know it all, and so I, I can learn something here, and so I'm going to stop talking long enough to learn. That's what... Um, the Bible says, anyway, is one of those attributes that really, really helps this relationship of learning. Um, there's scriptures there. There's this idea that Jesus has humility in Philippians. I'm not going to read all that, but you can. It's really great. Philippians 2, 3 through 11. Um, 1 Peter 5, 5. This is a great one. It says, you younger men, likewise, be subject to your elders, and all of you clothe yourself in humility towards one another. That's th this whole idea. That, yeah, younger people, you need to learn from older, but both of you need to what? Have humility. Both of you need to, to practice being humble. And then in, in Luke 18, I just wanted to tell this story. In Luke 18, 9 to 14, uh, there's this parable that Jesus says. And he says there were some people, um, and there were two men who went up to the temple and these two men, Jesus says, went up to the temple and they prayed. And he said, one of them prayed like this. The Pharisee stood and was praying this to himself. God, I thank you that I'm not like other people. <laughs> Swindlers, unjust, adulterers, or even like that tax collector that's standing over there. I'm so glad I'm not like them. And he, was, uh, he says, I fast. Twice a week, I pay tithes of all that I get. I'm so glad I'm not. Thank you, God, that I'm not like them. That was his prayer. You think he's very humble? <laughs> no. Then the tax collector that was standing some, some ways away, um, he was unwilling as he prayed to even lift his eyes towards the heavens. And he was beating his breast saying, God, be merciful to me. I am a sinner. I tell you, Jesus says, this man went to his house justified rather than the other. For whoever exalts himself will be humbled, and whoever humbles himself will be exalted. This idea that these two men went to pray, and you could tell by how they prayed whether they were humble or not. Now, when we look at somebody who's a religious leader, we often, we often hold them in high esteem. We often say, oh, well, look at this guy. He's uh, such a great guy. Well, if he knows he's a great guy, <laughs> is he a great guy? 
communion. Probably not. If he prays like, I'm the best, I'm the one who knows everything. I'm glad I'm not like these people who don't know everything. Uh, this idea of humility is a key to our relationship with people, and it's a key to our relationship as we start to learn different life skills. So I would just encourage you as we start this series, um, there's going to be people that we talk to throughout this series that might be sharing some very personal details of their life, and I would just appreciate it um, if you guys would just keep that in our community. If you could just keep those those lessons, those those opportunities, those that information, if you could just keep that within our group, uh, because this is our opportunity to really learn from their example. That's, a, that's part of being humble, this idea of being able to know when to say things and know when not to say things. So I would just ask you, and, I, and there wasn't too much sensitive stuff with Emily, but um, as we go through the series, there might be people who might share some pretty intimate details about their life, and it would be nice if we could just keep that within our, our community here, and that would be a, one way to begin uh, practicing our humility and practicing the way that we love and care for one another. Um, that's going to be really key to how successful our series is. Um, so I hope that you uh, kind of enjoyed that different way of looking at things this morning. Uh, we're going to continue uh, the process throughout the coming weeks. And uh, some of these life skills will become um, just as important as learning how to drive, uh, but perhaps even life-changing uh, things. I know learning how to drive does change your life. It gives you a lot of freedom. Uh, but some of these uh, life skills, like maybe how to uh, come through a health event that has been really traumatic and, and really hard on you, how to deal with uh, 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 different family situations that might be difficult, uh, all of those things are really things that all of us go through, and, some, and, and maybe we can learn some things from each other as we go through um, some of these topics and, and life skills. So let's pray, and then we'll have some uh, snacks. Hey, God, thank you for teaching us and helping us. Thank you for Anne and just her example and just her life experience. And thank you for, for her being brave and being able to, to share some of those things. Um, help us to learn some of these fundamentals of, of um, what it takes to learn from each other. We really would ask for your wisdom as we choose who to learn from. And we would ask for your humility um, as we engage with one another on, on learning life skills from each other. Uh, so go with us and guide us and direct us and give us your love and give us your peace. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.